Now we're rolling Damage Plan MMA podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. I want my genie hat. You need the genie hat. You, you anybody that doesn't, you deserve the genie hat this week. Go back Friday, listen to my picks. I picked one fight wrong on the entire UFC card. He did. One. He did. I said I was pulling for Sandhagen, but I thought Jan would win, and Jan was my pick, but whatever. Yeah. And I picked Glover, and I even picked Glover by submission. What was that, like plus 600? Plus 600. Whew. Cash. That was a good one. Cash money. That was a good one. Are we, so are we going to jam through the UFC? Because we got, and then we're going to talk about Fierce, obviously. Uh, we're not even going to talk about these first few fights. We, uh, the Ulan Bekov, we called that. Petrosky, Leroyne, uh, Leron Murphy. Real quick on the Petrosky fight. What? He dominated. Yes. He did kind of get tired. He did kind of gas a little bit. He got the finish. Yeah. Yep. Into the third round. Barely. Feels like he's gonna get like the the uh, Sean O'Malley treatment. They're gonna kind of just keep feeding him very beatable guys that may or may not belong belong in the UFC until he has a record that's a little better. Yeah, because he's only seven. He's seven and one. Like, still early in his career. I think, he, I, I think he actually would have been one that they would have been like, "Hey, go get like two or three more LFA wins, and then we'll get Sean." Because he didn't even win the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know. Yeah. Just my thoughts on him. And shirt. And so shirt. Kai, Mike, what's up, Kai? What's up, Mike? Mike Tasker in the house. Um, Murphy. Uh, I actually picked him by KO in that one. I bet it. I don't think yeah. I picked it on the podcast, but yeah. he nailed that one. Um, actually, we were wrong on this one. Uh, Gamzatov. I didn't have. I had Gams Gamzatov win in that fight. What? Uh oh. Here we go. Our mics are messed up. Oh, hang on, hang on. I got it. I got it. All right, now we're good. Jackson, are we good now? I think we should be good now. My, I, I wasn't muted on my side like uh, I usually am. Okay. I had the camera turned off, but I didn't have it muted. I mean, uh, are we good now, Jackson? Let's see. Are we good? Are we rolling? He's texting. Hey, for all you non-Apple people, this is why it's nice to have Apple because you can see the bubbles. So when they're texting, so you all you communists that don't have Apple, go with the program. I'm talking to my sister directly. Uh, it says I'm still off. It says your mic's still off. What's going on here? What is going on here? I'm showing your mics on here. If I'm talking to the mic like this. Hello, hello. I'm definitely louder. You're definitely louder. Maybe, maybe you know what? We all plugged in. Technical difficulties this, this afternoon. Hey, we're just trying to make this, we're just trying to make this a little better. Dutch can hear us both. But he said it's because it's coming through on yours. Can I make my volume louder on this? I don't know how to do it. Maybe turn that up right here. How's that? Does that sound any better? Man, it's coming up louder on our tester. How about now? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. How about now? How about now? How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? I don't think your mic was turned up loud enough. That might be it. That might be it. Man, this is... Sorry, guys. I don't know. It was working really good the other day. Any comments? No, not yet. Still Still can't hear us well. How about now? Can anybody hear us now? We have, we, we have people watching. We have people watching. That's plugged in, right? Yeah. All right. How about this? How about now? Can you hear us now? Sorry, folks. We might have to switch out and put the other mic on. Should we just do that? I guess if it's still off. Are you still off? Yeah. Jackson says that 
you just can't hear me as loud. Jordan, Jordan just said he can hear you, me. He's talking about me. And nobody can hear me. So nobody knows how good my picks were. Oh, man, what a pain in the ass. The problem is, is that other mic. What's that one? That's the USB, right? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, see, I'm really quiet on this. <laughs> I'm loud. You're not. Are you plugged in at the bottom? How's that sound? How's that sound? Nothing. This is a disaster. This is a disaster, folks. All right, we'll come back on. We're going to fix our mics and we'll come back on. Oh, Sorry. he says, uh, Jordan says he can hear you. Me? You. That's a little bit louder. Yeah. Let me turn yours up. Are you the second one? I think I'm the first one. Try it now. Try it now. You you talking to yours now? Yo yo yo. I think yours is the one that's low. Only need to hear Jason, anyways, is what Jordan says. That's right, Jordan. Shut up, Jordan. <laughs> we might have to. Uh, it's quiet. That's weird. Yo yo yo. Man, we'll have to hook up the other mic. It's over there, I think. Or is it still at my house? We're going to switch mics. Hold up. Wait a minute. Go back to the old reliable. And turn my light off. Yeah, that is. I don't know what the hell happened. to come do our stuff we need a producer can somebody come produce our podcast for us that should be better just That's get better. close and share the mic all right how's that how's the sound now how does it sound right well now? we picked up a lot of viewers yeah even when we maybe that's what we needed to do is just go live for like five 10, minutes and waste everybody's time much better boom we both need better mics it's true. Hey, does anybody want to sponsor the podcast and buy us some new no, mics? What we need is is people to just go buy these awesome dope muscles don't win fight shirts off of our website. They on the website? Nope. Nope. So you got to message Jason. You got to message me if you want a muscles don't win fight shirt. Okay. Let's go back to the UFC card before we hey, go to Fierce. What? Hey, I just real quick. What? Thank you for listening, Jackson. Hasbula for the win. Hasbula for the win. Hasbula. Just for you, Jackson. <laughs> He's furious. I bet he logs off. And we, we lost a few. Yeah. Lucas likes it better when you could talk. <laughs> Thanks, Lucas. Everybody's on the everybody's getting Zach. It's fine. Yeah, L Lucas is fine. It's like Lucas like plays this game like where he really doesn't like me, but then it's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding, buddy. I like you, but really I know he just doesn't like me. He's just jabbing yeah. you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go back to this UFC card because we've got to talk about the fierce fights. Yeah. Um Gamzatov. I think we were wrong on that one. That was, was the one I missed. Yeah, that was the one I missed. That was the one I missed. Uh Benoit say that Denise got just what we thought. Yeah. I dude, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This was the one where the freaking no, that wasn't the one with the yeah, ref. yeah, was no, that that's the one yes. with the ref. What in the, the worst the worst officiating in the history of MMA. You know it's bad when DC Paul Mark Goddard's in the crowd freaking out about that. Like, you know it's bad. And then they pulled him for the night. Didn't that happen last year too? I think that happened last year too. Where where are they getting these guys? He had a he was like Russian or something. That's and he fought before. He was like 0 and 5 in his last five fights. Really? Or something. Yeah, somebody posted something. So he just had an accident. He's like, he's I never like, got into the UFC. Yeah. So now if he dies, he dies. He, if he dies, he dies. I lost money on that fight because I picked under two and a half rounds, which it should have been. You should sue him. I'm going to sue him. <laughs> I'm pissed. No, but we got we got the right. And I, I would like to clarify this. 
Three DraftKings lineups on this card. Three for three cash. Three for three. Three for three. Um, Thanks, Lucas. We had Albert Durov and Roman Kopilov. I don't remember who I picked on that one. You No, we both picked uh, Turkogov. Turkogov. The Russian. They're both Russian. Durov and Turkorov. Oh, Turkorov. Yeah. Yep. We picked, we picked both the Russians. We know that. Oh, I was wrong. I picked I picked Crazy Eyes. Amanda Hibas. Have you guys ever? For the win. If anybody's watching, have you ever watched Orange is the New Black? There's a, there's a Crazy chick, Eyes. Crazy Eyes on there. She's like, that's Jandaroba. Yeah. That's her. Um, Magomed Ankalov, Ozdemir, Chemaev, dude. Okay. Chemaev. What? What are we gonna do with Chamaev? I would I would like to uh Gilbert Burns. That's Neil Magny, I think it's gonna be. He kills Neil Magny. I know, but he dominates Neil I know. Magny. I texted you right after that. I texted you right after. I just want to see him and Usman. He beats everybody else. Remember when I was all in on Chamaev before and everybody's like pump the brakes? I was pumping calm the brakes. Down. I'm not no, pumping the brakes anymore. No, no, no. So I was just he literally picked a guy up. Yelling at Dana, said, "I'll fight Brock Lesnar. I'll fight anybody. I'll smash everybody. He's gonna be the 185, 170 champ. He champ, is, champ. He's beating Izzy and Usman. He's ten and zero. <laughs> he has not been past a minute and 30. fifteen seconds in the second round, and he's finished everybody he's fought. Anaconda choke, ground to pound, rear naked choke, punches, strikes, and, uppercuts. Like, and we've always seen, we've seen these guys get built." Yeah, overseas, and they're fighting a bunch of bums, building their record, right? Yeah, his record, dude. He's fighting good guys. Everybody has a winning. He's he when he fought. I take that back. He fought one guy with a losing record, two and five. He fought a two for his second pro fight. Third, second pro fight. Yeah, he fought a two and one guy on his first ever fight, and Anaconda choked him. Doesn't say which round, but I mean, look at the guys he's beaten in the UFC. I don't know who this John Phillips guy is, but he's 22 and nine. He beat had the rise. Ton of experience. He beat rise McKee who had a ton of experience. I believe it was an M one. I'm going to look real quick. I think it was M one. Yeah. Um, no, he was a cage war, cage, cage, warrior. cage warrior guy and a B a M M a, whatever that is. But that guy had a lot of hype on him. Smash smashed him. Smash. Dude, I'm on the train. I'm on the train. Um, you know what the perfect fight for Chimaev is? What? Give him like a freaking Gilbert or Colby. Already after, Col- after Colby loses, you're gonna throw him. To what the do you mean already? He just, just give like the leech was the number 11, 170 in the world. Was and he, he? And he played him, played with him like he was number eleven. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, look. Holy crap, he was. And and he just like that's what I'm saying is like the fight wasn't even competitive. Give him like a Chiesa. Dude, he kills Chiesa. He kills Neil Magny. He kills Kiesa. He, he kills all of Jorge. Them. All, all of them. I think. He, wow. I still want to see the him and Leon Edwards. I think he doesn't. I think he does the same thing to Leon Edwards. Uh, he's data said he'll be top ten after tomorrow. The, the rankings update tomorrow. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's um, the man. He look. Th- this is what he is. This is, and, and I said this earlier, and I think this is exactly what he is. He's Conor McGregor mixed with Khabib. He can talk the talk. He's boisterous. He's loud. He backs it up and dominates and smishes everybody. I'm on the train. I'm on the hype Are train. Are you on it now? I'm, I am you're on with the hype me? train. I'm Guess what? Me. I'm pushing you off. There's not enough room no, on there for you. I'm on. No. Hey, your muscles are too big. I'm on. Nope. Come on. Get me out. I was on it first. Um, Chamai Ch- Ch- for the win. He beats everybody. He beats everybody. We've never, We've never seen anything like this. We really haven't. That's the scary thing. Uh, Volkov and Tybura, you called that right. I called it wrong, but it was a close fight. It was closer than you would have thought. It wasn't? Volkov was backing up the whole fight. And picking him apart. He wasn't picking him apart. Pick it, dude, Tybura even Tybura, was, even by at the end, Tybura's like, I just got whooped up on for three yeah. rounds. He knew it. Whatever. Um, Islam, should we say Islam, or did Khabib submit him with the controller in his hand in the corner? Put the leg over the head. Poor, poor Dan Hooker. I mean, I mean, that's not a bad L for Hooker. No, not bad it at just, all. It just shows that, hey, 
So if you're Dan Hooker, do you start considering going to a different weight class? You can't because Chimaev's in the other one. You're not going to beat that guy either. He's not going up in weight. Can you go back down to 145? He's just going to be one of those like – Hooker's never breaking through on those guys. Uh, it was Teddy Atlas that said he he's going to be like the gatekeeper. Like he's really good. He's really tough. He's going to be a tough out, but he's not going to – he's not beating anybody in that top five. I'd actually like to see him and Chandler fight because Chandler's going to lose to Gaethje. So then I would like to see Chandler and Hooker again. Really? Yeah, why not? Who else is he going to be? Everybody else beats him, I think. Darush, Makachev, and Darush. Makachev and Darush. I want to see that fight. Darush has got, he's big, man. Nice. I don't, I'm not saying he wins. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Zach's not giving him any. Islam, Islam beats everybody. Faber. Um, yeah, that's a good comparison, Jordan. Peter Yan, Corey Sanhagen. We pretty much called you called it. He's like he'll probably lose the first round, first one or two rounds, and then he's just gonna. Jan has this incredible ability to turn up his volume in the third round and then into the championship rounds that I just don't think anybody else can handle. He is so, including precise, so precise with his striking. Like I think a lot of those shots that we were seeing on TV, he was avoiding a lot of them. I think he was he was he was moving I, out of the way. He's getting his head off the line. I really believe if you're gonna beat. Jan, you have to do it in the first two rounds. And I don't think it's happening. Somebody said, oh, somebody will submit him. I'm like, I don't think he's going to submit him. He has wrestling. He can wrestle too. You could argue that his wrestling is his best quality, but his boxing is so damn good. Like, Dude, he, he's a mother. Yeah. He's a problem, like, dude. No, but, but let's be serious. Let's be very serious. Does anybody consider Aljo the champ? No. Besides Aljo? No. I would even I would even I would even say this where they're at right now and from what we've seen, I think Jan is the best bantamweight in the world. Okay, I think Dillashaw's number two. He I is. Sandhagen's number three, and I think Aljo's number four. What about Rob Font? I think Rob Font and Aljo is actually a really good fight. You know what's going to be, and the problem with Davis Lili is he has he his stand up. He's just going to get picked apart. He's the wrestler. The Marab. No, I know. I know who he is. I'm just thinking against P- Peter Jan. Like, how could he do? How would Rob Vaughn do against Jan? That would actually, on the feet. he's would, long. On the feet, I think that, uh, that I actually think stylistically, but so is Sanhagen. True. Is he longer yeah. than Sanhagen? I don't think I don't so. I don't know about that. That's a good fight. Sanhagen, Rob Vaughn. I like Does it. Rob Vaughn have a dance partner right now? Uh, good question. I, I don't know. Sanhagen, Rob Vaughn. Sign him up. Let's do it. I love Sanhagen, though. That guy's got he's How got cool heart. is he, though? He Humble. just, afterwards, he's just like, dude, I just got beat. Like, and then he was, you know what I like, too? He was honest with himself. Yeah. He's honest with everybody else, and he's honest with himself. He said, did you feel like you did it? He goes, eh, not really. Yeah, he knew. Just being honest, right? And I saw people saying, oh, I had that fight with Sanhagen. I don't know what fight you were watching, but. I personally had it 48-47 for Young. I, I, I didn't see the 49-46. But who matter? I don't really care as long as the right person won the fight and Jan won that fight. I think it was pretty clear, even though I, I thought, thought Sanhagen won the first round. He won the first, but I think he won but the second. I also thought the writing was on the wall that first round. It's like it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. but it was two-two going into the fifth. I thought, but Jan won. Um. All right, one more fight. Glover Teixeira. You were right. Zach called it. Called it by submission. First of all, name a better story in MMA. Okay, guys, we have to listen to this. No, name a better story in MMA than Glover. That's pretty. It is pretty cool. Forty-two, get to it the mountaintop. Pretty freaking cool. Lose to John Jones, get beat down, lose, take a couple tough L's, and then back back to the top and beats Jan Blahovich. And doesn't just beat him; he dominated him. He. Uh, he rocked him, like in the second two. I mean, he, yeah. He uh, this Amen. He says if Khabib did return, there's nobody at 155 that's beaten him, and he's not fighting Islam. So, well, they're not. Yeah, I was gonna say him and Islam. Yeah, they're not gonna fight. So, if Khabib did return, do you think there's someone that can beat him right now? Islam would have the only chance. Islam would be, the and they, only but they, but they're never gonna fight each other. Yeah. No, so no, act, nobody active right now is beating. Connor, Connor, not even close. Connor's out of the question now. 
We've already seen the Poirier. We've already seen Gaethje. We never saw Michael Chandler, but we saw Oliveira. The only question is, is if if Oliveira beat Poirier and then beat Islam, then you could then at least it cracks open the door just a little bit to say, well, then it's got you got to do Oliveira and Khabib, right? But here's the other thing: um, Islam smashes Oliveira. <laughs> Oliver but but him. but if Oliveira beats Poirier and then he beats Islam, you at least have to crack the door open to being like, gotta see it now. Gotta right? see it. Yeah, gotta crack it open. But I don't think I don't think Khabib's coming back for anybody. Can we talk about the fierce card now, please? I'm like, I didn't even want to talk about the UFC. I really didn't. We just did it. You didn't even want to talk about it. It was a great card. It was a great card. It was a great way to spend my Saturday. Morning. I loved it. I loved it. It was a great way to spend my Saturday morning. And but Glover's the man. But give me my GD hat. You do. I should have brought it. Hey, my bad. The other I didn't thing, bring it for can you. We both met. Glover, listen to me. I know you're not going to see this, but I, I want you to listen. Retire, dog. I don't want to see you. Go I don't, out on top. I don't want to see you fight Yuri because Yuri's terrified. Just go out on top. It'd be cool if you beat Yuri too, but it's like, what else does he have to prove? Nothing. Retire, retire champ, walk away, go get fat, be a heavyweight, whatever. Like, Dude, you're done. You're 42. You're the champ. Like, walk yeah, away, what, bro. what else does he have to prove? Uh, yeah, that's that's my only request. I like it. Okay, can we talk about the first Sure, we can talk about this. We've been waiting to talk about this. So, for those of you that don't know, Zach and I got to commentate on the Fierce card um, Friday night, and it was freaking amazing. Um, all right. We had three amateur fights to start off the night. Uh, first up was Giovanni Lopez against Broxton Salguero. Um, what a great way to start off the night, man. That was a fun fight. That was a really fun fight. Very impressive. Two guys that... Uh... They have four fights between the two of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, there's, they don't have... I mean, we know who won, but I... Uh, Broxton got the victory. He choked him out in the third? Was it the third? Yeah, got a choke out in the third. Um, yeah, impressive fight. I got to talk to the kid a little bit before... He went up uh, when when we first got there to the arena. I got to talk to him a little bit, and he was just happy, man. He was happy to be there. Yeah, impressive. Uh, second fight of the night was Malachi Novosel against Gabriel Pizarro. I, dude, Malachi's one of my favorites. I love that kid. He's 19. 19 years old. That kid he's, has all the potential in the world. He's, he's like, you know, he kind of reminds me of a little bit. Is He's another, like, Johan Rubio type. Like He trains with him. I think he trains with them. He trains with Jeremy Horn's gym, but, like, he has that mentality and that grinder mentality. Yeah. But he, he's not afraid to stand and bang a little either. No. I just think that uh um I think I think Malachi has a, a bright future as long as he wants to pursue MMA. Yeah, he's he's I a like tough, I like Malachi a lot. Super type kid. And Gabriel, kid. he he came with some, you know, it was his first MMA fight. Yeah. He looked yep. like he may have had some Muay Thai or something in the like you could tell he's he had pretty definitely comfortable had some stuff. Yeah. Um but Malachi's wrestling. Nice kicks, really nice kicks. Yeah. Uh, Malachi's wrestling was just too much. Yeah. Um, next up, a fight that we were all everybody was looking forward to was Emil Strong making her MMA debut against uh Tamika Jones coming up from Vegas. She was Vegas, right? Yep. Coming up from Vegas. Syndicate. Syndicate had five fights under her belt. Um, Mio Strong, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt. It was a fun, it was a great fight. It was a fun fight. Back and forth. I don't think anyone really did a lot of damage on the other one. No, it was more of a control fight, and that Tamika won. And and uh, but how cool was it that she raised 50, over fifteen thousand dollars for the Elizabeth Smart Foundation? How cool was that? That's pretty freaking cool. You know, there's just there. There's sometimes, like we said, like it's, it's, some things are just bigger than fighting, and. That, that's one of those things. That was one of them. You know, and it wasn't about the winner or the loss. And I'm sure I haven't talked to me or anything, but. <laughs> yeah, freaking freezing in there. And they wouldn't let anybody go out there a car. My poor wife is freezing all damn night. It would have been a good night. Well, you're right on the ice. There. Right on the ice. You got to remember that. That little black thing we're on. I know. If you look between the cracks. I know. We're, we're on ice. But right? let's, let's let people go back out to their cars. Everybody has wristbands on. You have metal detectors. Come on. You can. But what if they get COVID? Why they're on their way out to their car and they bring it back in and infect everybody, Jason. Hashtag FJB. 
um, no, but so I, I have a couple. I have a couple things to say. There's one I haven't talked to Neil. You keep saying that. I'm gonna go pee. Oh God! I have to go already. You're, I should have went before we started. Sorry. I should have. But I would say one of one of two things. One, and I haven't talked to Mia, but I, I'm sure she's somewhat disappointed that she didn't get the win. You know, her her experience, from what I understand, training in striking and stuff, though, was only a handful of months, maybe. You know, if that. And it's very easy, very easy for people from the outside looking in to be critical of fighters. Right, we got to be in the spotlight, and we're in that cage. And people, oh, they should have done this, should have done that. I can't tell you how many people um, outside of my circle of people that I trust and stuff have cr- tried to critique me on my last fight. And so, when my last couple fights, right, even the fights that I've won, people have tried to critique me that aren't in my circle. The only people that should be saying anything other than "good job" to me or strong are the people in her circle. Everybody else should just, whether, no matter what you think, good, bad, whatever, just say, hey, good job, props for getting in there and doing that. Because she's the one that put herself out there and did it. Especially if you've never fought in a cage before. Keep, keep your opinions to yourself on that stuff. Two, I'm going to give them props to some people that I don't normally give props to. That is a hard fight to judge. Very hard. And, you know, with how many people that were there to support me, oh, there would not have been a lot of booze or whatever if they would have given a Mio some of those rounds. And like I said, I think that not a ton of damage is mostly on control and stuff like that. So I think that Tamika won that fight. And I think the judging, they got it right. Gosh, I'm back, Jordan. I'm back. You, you know what I mean? Like they got it right. No, they and, didn't. And we give, we're, we're, people are really hard on judges. And where I don't always agree with them, yeah, they get it right way more than they get it wrong. I, and that was a situation where I was like, how easy it to let some like personal biases easy. or whatever get into there. You know, she's in there for a good cause. It's a one fight thing. Elizabeth like, Smart's there. Elizabeth the- Smart's there. Like it would, I think biasly, like it would have been really easy to let some of those personal biases. And I think all of them were professional. They called it right down the middle and how they saw it. And, and, and Tamika did a good job, and I think she did just a little bit more on the control side of things, and it got her uh, a win. Yeah. But I, the real winner was, um, yeah, everyone has a game plan after the fight. Right. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, people can be critical to whoever, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure people are, you know, even people like Lucas, right? If I didn't go his way and, and, and you know, everybody probably come and say whatever to him, but it's like – unless you're willing to get in there or or at least be on the mats with me getting or yeah. getting across for me and be in my camp and, and be one of my people yeah you know what i mean like if you're not like i really don't want to hear it from anybody yeah no matter what it. like i really don't i get it and so for anybody that you know a, a, any which way i just i think more people should just be like hey man there's this is this is what i always say mma fighters have two jobs Make weight, show up to fight. And then I say the third one, if to say that nobody else can be critical of, is give max effort. Yeah. Right? So if anybody wants to go and say anything, they should be willing to get in a cage, fight somebody else, make weight, do the weight cut, do everything, and then give max effort. Yeah. And if they're willing to do all that and be a part of that fraternity of people that fight, then like... Maybe we can have a conversation because here's the thing, right? I've never like Lucas used to coach me a long time. Yeah, sharp. I've trained a couple times with. There are people that have been there, so if they pull me aside and share something with me, I'm gonna listen, right? Those types of people, I'm gonna listen. But I just I heard so many people saying stuff about the fight that I'm like, there's another fight on this card where you know fans were getting all pissed off about the judges scoring, and it's just like you know, yeah, move along. I. I mean, I personally like props to the judges. I'll say props to the judges. I, I I think they got every single fight right. Huge props to the judges. Um, from where we were sitting. I, I mean, me personally, I don't. Obviously, we do this podcast. I get to commentate at the fights, but I don't critique your fights. I don't call you up and be like, "Hey, Zach, you should have done this. You should have done that." Hey, look, I'm not in there. I train, but I'm not in there fighting. And that's not. I don't feel it's my place to. Well, there's a, there's a respect, right? Yeah. 
It's just, you know, there's, there, yeah. there's a respect. You can be critical. You can be critical about respect. you like, you say whatever. But again, if you're going to, I don't know, if you're going to do it, you should be willing to do it. Yeah. Hey, armchair quarterbacks. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this too, like for all the people that like that hate on the judges, like you should probably, you should, you should probably try judging. Because guess yeah. what? There are some times when I'm sitting cage side commentating where I'm like, there, that's there was, a tough round, you know? Like, there was a couple on this card that we were even commentating. We're like, how do, you man, score how do we score this fight? Like, I I love that we have we have this outlet. We have the judges. Dutch is one of the judges. Steve Fogers, one of the judges. Dan First, one of the judges. They're all in our groups. They're all commentating. They've send given us messages. Send us messages. They've given breakdowns. On on why they score things certain ways, like and we might have a special treat for you guys oh, later this week. Yes, we'll confirm <laughs> some. We'll, we'll con, con, just stand it up. Stand it up. Why don't you just stand up? Yeah. Um, oh, but man. again, it's just like I just don't think people understand like being in the, a different perspective. It's easier to see some things from home than it is cage side. Oh too. yeah. You know, and it's easier when you get to see a replay and rewind it and, and whatever. And we yeah. have to see everything live and we don't have a monitor in front of us. It's, so it, anyways, it was, um, but you know, props to everybody involved. Mio, uh, Tamika for coming up. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was all cool. That, that, that was a cool fight. That was a cool fight. But uh, the next fight was wild. Our boy Kent Mafaleo making his pro debut against Ahmed Sanchez. And Kent told us on the podcast that he wanted to be the most violent heavyweight in Utah. And I think he's made a case for it Friday night. Who's signing up to fight that guy? I don't think anybody right now. Yeah, I don't think anybody right now. I mean. What is. what? I mean, the... we, were, we were told his ground and pound was pretty gnarly with the elbows and we got to see a little bit of that he he threw an elbow up against the cage and med's back was turned to us but i i commentated because i saw blood on kent's arm and it didn't register that he had his head like this i just saw kent's head there so i thought kent was cut yeah but it was on med that was cut pretty bad yeah um nasty kent's gonna be um kent's gonna be one of those guys too where he's at a camp that he's getting high level training and he's getting the training that he needs. And with how shallow the heavyweight division is like, I could see him getting like a real shot at a contender series in the UFC. I mean, I, I really could. He's a, he's a, he's an incredibly athletic big man. We, and we didn't even see all of his weapons there. No. There were other things that Ramsey would, I talked the weekend before at my fight Ramsey in the back and, and he was like, yeah, he can do this. He can do this. He can do this. He's a cra- he's crazy athletic. You know, you know, he, he, he's so skilled in all these places. The elbows in the ground and pound were the only thing we saw. And it's not for me to, to give out, you know, yeah. what his coach is telling him they're working on, but he has a tool bag of other he's, tools that he hasn't brought out yet. That he'll be able to as a heavyweight and as a pro now that it's like, he's he's a problem if he mixes in a little bit of wrestling and those that body lock takedown and yeah and you know and you know he's a good athlete he looks like he's in phenomenal shape he wasn't even tired after that and no it's like man like the sky's sky's the ceiling for him right now we had some people and kent was telling me that a lot of people were saying after this podcast he's like those guys were pretty pumped up about it it's like we recognized it on the podcast. We have we, not seen that from him. We well, I mean, we've we've, we've both seen had it. conversations with Kent. We've been around Kent, yeah. and we've seen him when he's you know, like I was in his corner for his last steel fist fight when he when he broke Thomas Bro, Boyer's yeah. face with a jab, a jab, and I was like, he needed a corner, and I was there cornering somebody else. He's like, hey, can you corner me? I'm like, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, let's do it. And I go out there, I'm like, what do you need? He's like, I'm good, and he just goes out, power jabs, and breaks his face, and and when he's like that. He was like that again Friday night. He's terrifying. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Shout out to our boy Kent. Um, next up, we had Austin Strill and Teague Vigil. What a fun dude. What that, a fun that was fight. fight of the night. I I you can't I can't argue. Well, with that. Mitch and Connie, but I mean Mitch and I mean, Connie. But that fight was insane. People, this Teague Vigil kid has had one amateur fight, and they were like, Hey, maybe you should take another couple of amateur fights before you make your party beans. No, no, I'm good. Doesn't, no. doesn't really train anywhere. Just did some high school wrestling. And, yeah. and he's like, yeah, no, I, I can do it. I'm good. 
no, I'm, I'm good. And they're like, okay, man. So they feed him to Austin Stroh, 72 amateur, making his pro debut as well. Yeah. And they're like, go at it. And those two went at it nonstop for two and a half rounds. And Teague would have kept fighting if the ref wouldn't have stopped it. 100%. And it was a good stoppage. Like, it was crazy. I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that the ref shouldn't have stopped it. I'm just saying, like, he showed every bit of that warrior spirit. And that's what the job, the ref's job yeah. is to protect him from themselves. Because, I mean. Unlike the UFC. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, the, you know, it, yeah, man. Stroh looked fight. good. He's got solid wrestling. His his, his stand-up and his, his head, head movement, movement. His head movement. Shout out to Joel Haro because I know you had a little play in that. Um, it was, dude, he was, he, he looked freaking phenomenal. Um, shout out to him. Next up, we had Julian Ruiz making his pro debut against Sean Pathras and Ruiz, Julian's striking was just on another level. He's just, he's too good. He, he stuffed at the takedowns when he needed to. He had that sniper right hand loaded and he kept landing the uppercuts as he was getting too close and hitting him with straight rights that it was, it, it he, it, it, he was one of those pros that it's like, you know, we've been waiting a while for him. Same with Kent. We've been yeah. waiting a while for their pro debut yep. fight. And, um, you know, Julian, I mean, at 145 pounds, and he was always fighting at 155 as an Ami, but if he's going to be a 145 pounder, he's a, he's a big he's boy. He's a big 145. He's a big boy for 145. And so. And, and I think he could make that weight pretty easily. I mean, just looking at his frame and looking at where he was for that fight, I. I he could. Yeah. He's a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean, I, Sean really just didn't, he just didn't have an answer for any of Julian's strikes. And you could tell, you know, it's, it's so, it's so disheartening when you think that you're going to have the advantage somewhere. Yeah. And I think that Sean thought he was going to be able to come on and wrestle him. He had a wrestling background, purple belt in jujitsu. Yep. You know, he thought, you know, if I can get this to the ground, I can, I'm going to have some success. But and when your shot gets, keeps getting stuffed over and over yep. and over, it's like, well, <laughs> like and you're eating hard dang, shots dang man it, like trying yeah. to come in it's yeah so um yeah another great fight we had sula kukovatakis against brenda enriquez that was a great fun fight a little bit of back and forth um i, I there was a lot of booze when the judge's decision were rang off which i didn't get because i thought i felt sula did enough there was brenda had I moments even, i didn't even think it was close for brenda to like brenda didn't do enough to steal one of those rounds when Sula clearly controlled the range in that fight, those T kicks, people forget like those add up. And she, I mean, there was times where she was throwing like 10 teeps in like 40 seconds and just landing every single one. Just boom, 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 I, boom. She executed actually a really good game plan. She even said after she's like, that's probably the worst I felt going into a fight. Yeah. And I'm like, if that's at her worst, like I thought, I felt like she executed a game plan really well. I, I did too. I thought she, I thought her game plan was perfect. I did think I thought of Brenda and I think I said it on the podcast. I thought when she pushed the pace a little bit, it seemed that the fight seemed to turn in her favor, but it was always right towards the end of the round. But last, it's really hard to push the pace when you know you're just going to eat, eat shots when, and that's what she was doing. So Man. shout out to Sula. She, she looked, she looked good. I, I know there's a few little fan interactions down there. Some people were upset with you if anybody's listening to this, that, that that's acted a, that way after the fight, that was lame. Yeah. That, that Super was, lame. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't like booing other fighters. I, I, I if that, those were my fans, I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. Especially like, with, they, I, I would, they ended up kicking one of the guys out. He deserved uh, it. He's just being a freaking, that, that guy's lucky <laughs> Mitch wasn't sitting there oh. because he, <laughs> he probably oh. would have been out on a stretcher just saying very unprofessional. So. I mean, I you should applaud your fighter because Brenda fought with a ton of heart and and kept coming for. But um, oh, Mason must have thought so. I yeah, yeah. I, I had a couple of people message me that thought that, that Brenda won, but I I don't. I didn't think. Look so. at the criteria of judging. I mean, so where Brenda won the round is the round where she kind of she she hit Celia really hard in the third third round and, 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 busted her and busted her, and that's where you know damage can win you a round. But she didn't do any damage in the other rounds. Yeah, they could. Yeah. It's probably good. It was probably good. I, from what I saw, it was over to the right of where we were sitting at. And and I saw the one guy yelling at Sula as she was walking by. Like he, it was like, she did anything like wrong. totally uncalled for it. Just, yeah, we you can't have that good for kicking them out. I think they took too long. Security needs to anyways. Uh, next up we had Casey Radden and Justin Osborne. That was another fun fight. Um, Casey showed a lot of uh, veteran, uh, a lot fight IQ and, and cage awareness. 
he knew what he needed to do in the third round and and secured a takedown and got the win after I think it was one one going into the the third. And yeah, I thought so too. That Casey won the first round, and then Justin turned the momentum. He won the second round, and then Casey did what he had to to swing it back for the third round. Yeah, and props to Casey. That's a, that was a that was a big win. Fun fight there. Fun um, fight. And hey, you got engaged after. Congratulations. Oh, that was that's right. Congratulations, yeah. Casey. I forgot about that. Was yeah. um next up we had Mitch Ramirez and Connie Carrera. Dude, I mean, if it wasn't for Austin's drill and Teague Vigil, that's probably my fight of the night. Like, for those of you guys that don't know, Connie takes the fight on short notice. Mitch has to go up from 155 to 170 to fight Connie, and it was a dog fight. Oh, and for anybody that thought too that like Connie was going to do this to like let Mitch get a win, and uh, Connie was trying to take Mitch's head off the whole time. The whole he cut him open. He was trying to cut him open with elbows. He was hitting him hard he elbows landed from some the bottom. Hard elbows from the but he landed a, a body kick. Was it in the second round? Yeah, and hard body kick in the yeah. second round. Like he, I mean, it's props to Mitch because this is the first time, and I think he mentioned it after. I don't think he's had a fight like that in a while. He won a split decision over Julian. Julian they were both amateurs. Yeah, but not as a pro, he's just been you know, KOing everybody. Yeah, that you know, he probably had to dig deep. That was his first time as a pro. I mean, but you know, if you're Mitch and, and you're legit, um, he did what he was supposed to do. How he found a way to win. Yeah, he went up, being able to go up short notice, up a weight class, finding a way to win, did his job. Boom. How? crazy was it to see connie going into that third round in the corner screaming and pacing like wild i was scared like <laughs> freaking crazy well we we both we you could feel the momentum and if mitch didn't get those takedowns to get on top early uh that would have been, been trouble it would have been a different story would have been trouble i think dude he's now three and six as a pro if you're a pro fighter and yeah, you right. see connie's name come across your thing you better you better, better be, not sign that you better be thinking twice because he's going to be bringing it um yeah, that that was that was a great fight for two guys who know each other too. It's not like and he guys... raised a bunch of money for his uh, nephew that's yeah. fighting leukemia, which was cool. Connie did. Uh, next fight of the night: Cole Schaefer versus Ryder Newman. Um, Ryder came out with a game plan. We actually talked to him afterwards, and he said they watched they had watched Cole's last fight, and there was they picked up on something early on, and and, and they executed it. Yeah. Uh, he said he picked up that Cole, you know Cole likes to throw that heavy inside leg kick. Yeah, he said he just was just going to time it, and that's why this was so hard about so hard about MMA is um, if that punch lands an inch up, down, left or right, Cole probably hits it, does his little thing, and where he kind of grins at him and kind of goes back to work, right? Um, yeah. It is, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the sport is so unforgiving that it's just, it sometimes it just takes one punch. And I'm not saying as a lucky punch because Ryder, they, they, they saw oh, no, they drilled that, it. Yeah. They, you know, and they drilled it, but you know, it just, I mean, and, and, and good for Ryder for coming up, taking the fight on short notice and capitalizing on a, on a big win. But you know, it, the other thing is, is sometimes those like those punches, like it's the same thing with the Conor Jose Aldo fight. Yeah. When yeah, Con and Connor true. even said, like, you know, like, yeah, he drilled it and he knew it, but it's like, dude, if that that punch on Jose lands, you know, up a little bit or down a little bit or whatever, it just kind of hurts and they're back into the dog fight. Yeah. And so it's just like that's why the sport's just so unforgiving and it's so uh and it's so brutal because you know, all that hard work and stuff, it 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 you know, it just just one, you know, I, I said the same thing to Ian Garcia. Yeah, when his after, after he lost his yeah. his first fight, he got hit by a wild punch. Now, I don't even think I've ever seen him dropped in the training room, and, and, and he gets dropped. And you know, if you fight long enough, if 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 you fight long enough, you get you get caught yeah. with with a punch like that. And whether it's in you know third round of a fight or the first thirty seconds of a fight, yeah. It, it just happens. Those little gloves, it just happens. So props for Ryder for coming up and, uh, you know, and then I'm sure he was nothing but respectful. He was we cool. were kind of hoping we'd be a TV. I, so I, I told, so but, this is what I told you. Cause I love Cole. He's like, he's like, what? Yeah. he's one of my best friends, you know, outside of MMA. Like he's somebody that like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with, I consider him a friend and, and, uh, he's, I, I even told the writer, I said, I kind of, I kind of wish you were kind of a prick. So it'd be easy to like, not like you. Yeah. But he was such a nice guy and so, so nice, respectful humble. and cool. 
Yeah. Um, that's right. It's the best worst sport ever. I mean, it's it's hard. And you want to talk about hard? Like it's hard to watch somebody that you just care about as a, as a human being too. Like you know, I have to go through that or whatever. You know, like the, the sport's so incredible to watch. But then then you know it gets it, it's on a personal level. Like it's freaking. It's a hard sport. Yeah. I, I, I feel for coaches that have to watch their fight. They care about, they get invested in these fighters so much. And I feel for their family and stuff, but these coaches that that do that. And like, there's guys that like, I want them to win because I want it for them so bad because I know they deserve it. Yeah. They do all the right things. Like, and I talk, I'll talk about Cole Schaefer, right? You want it for him. He does all the right things. He never turned down a fight. He's always made weight. Yep. He's never pulled out of a fight. He's, you know, he, he's always professional. He does his job on promoting himself, his sponsors and everything and, and helps build a card. He, he does everything the right way. It's like, that's a guy that deserves to be rewarded for that. And so, but the sport, unfortunately, there's another guy in the cage and they they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Right. They're there to get theirs. Right. So, but, um, props to writer. That was, you know, he, he came in and, and, and timed something and and it worked out for him. And nice guy. I have a feeling we'll see Cole back again. I hope so. I think we will. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's he's a competitor. Yeah. I think he'll be back. Uh, next up, we had Jerome Hatch, Clinton Williams, which I, that was a fight. I didn't I didn't think it'd go out of the first round, and it did. Um, Clint was so patient. Well, he said it on the podcast. He said, "I, I know what he's going to do. He's going to come forward. I'm going to stand back. I'm going to pick my shots." He mentioned the leg kicks. He used the leg kicks. Oh, did he ever? He he did exactly what he said he was going to do. You want to talk about executing the game plan? I will. I got to give Jerome Hatch props because when we saw him against Chris Curtis, it was it was obviously the fight didn't go his way. But you've seen him evolve a little bit, and you've seen him making changes because he was a little more patient. He he's getting his better. shots. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better. Um, I, I one thing that I was like, I was like, man, Clint, like he had him hurt. Yeah, and he didn't go in for the kill. Yep. And, and I was like, you know, you want to talk about a veteran in the sport? Because sometimes when you go in for the kill, like it leaves you open to something. Yeah. Right? It leaves you open. And somebody like Jerome, if you give him an opening and he hits it, like he's, he can close the show yeah. real quick. Yeah. And Jerome just stuck with his game plan and just executed. And if the, and if the finish came naturally, so be it. But he was he knew he was in control. And he's like, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. That's great. Good, fun fight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really fun fight. The next fight up that I freaking loved. Steve Sharp, Lucas Montoya. We knew it was going to be a fun fight. And it was. I, I stand by it. Every I said it on the broadcast. I, Lucas has the fastest jab I've ever stood up. It's cross so fast. It's just watching that. It's and the way he does it is because and a big part of it is he doesn't telegraph it at all with his shoulder. He doesn't most people load their punches with their shoulders a little bit. Yeah. And he doesn't. It just goes right yeah it's here it's like the mayweather he does the mayweather jab that's what he does and um and he's he's such a really he's such a good athlete that um i you know it's incredible but then steve you know he's been around he's been around a minute yeah and uh he just he steve is one of those guys obviously i've gotten to know him a lot really a lot lately uh being able to train with him and he's just one of those guys that He's just all heart. He's tough as hell. Um, he came in with a game plan and he executed it. Like the, it probably like- the best moment of that fight, which a lot of people don't know, unless you follow these guys on social media because they they said it after the fight. But towards the end of the fight, Steve asked Lucas if he was okay. He could have kept throwing leg kicks and he didn't. He said, Hey man, are you okay? That's the sport. And Lucas and Lucas says, No, no, not really. And he's like, Do you want to continue? Like exactly. He's like, no, like that's what's so awesome about this sport is guys like that, that they're, they're competitors, man. They are freaking competitors. But to be human enough to, in that moment, do Too that. Bad. I don't know jujitsu. <laughs> oh, well, my. again, it's just whatever. Like, like Lucas said earlier, like everybody can be a coach after, you know? Yeah. Everybody I mean, can be a coach after. You can say whatever you want. I have a, one of my really good friends. It's a fighter. He's a great wrestler. And people are like, why doesn't he wrestle? And he's like, wrestling, wrestling and MMA, like it doesn't, like, it's not always the same. It was, <laughs> it was a fun moment. It was, it was great to see two guys who are 
legends in the sport of Utah MMA. It was great to see them both out there doing their thing. Yeah. Probably one last time, I think. I that was the last time for both guys, I think. I mean, if, the, if that's, yeah. I mean, that's what they said. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, dude, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Steve Siler said the same thing. He's fought like eight times since then. Yeah. Um, next up, we had Marco Simmons versus Dustin Winter. And so let's just be honest. Can we just be honest with let's this? Let's be one? honest. Let's do it. Um, Winter was brought to lose. He was brought to in Mar- to lose. To Marco Simmons. Yep. I mean, that fight was made for Marco Simmons to become the 145 champ. Yep. And, you know, dirty little secret. I know that Fierce and Cody were trying to find somebody to fight Marco at 145. And nobody really wanted to fight Marco. It's been hard. And I, man, I, I personally know I reached out to about five, six, 145ers from that undefeated season of the ultimate fighter top guys in the region. Yeah. Nobody wanted it. I got ignored and, or let me talk to my coach and then nobody ever got back to me. Not Dustin winner. And Dustin winner's like, yeah, I'll fight. And they went through, even after he said, I'll fight. They're like, eh, we'll see. Yeah. They wanted to find like another big name to give him like a big, like, yeah. yeah and then nobody wanted to fight. So they're like, yeah, let's give it to Dustin winner. Marco missed weight by five pounds, and then and and, uh, and Dustin came in championship weight and absolutely dominated that fight. That first round was a 10 8 round, that was it. He dominated. I'd love, I'd love to get the judge at the commission on that to see if the judge's scorecard of, of if I'd anybody, be surprised if, if anybody actually round. gave him a 10 8 round. I'd be interested, but um, he 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 dominated, he dominated that fight, and I talked to him afterwards and he heard our commentary. He he was he was a little pissed that Marco came in and missed weight. He didn't like that, and he didn't like the fact that he knew his coaches knew his whole family that was there. They all knew that he was supposed to that they 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 brought him in to lose. Well, but I mean so they didn't think the he, they didn't think he was going to lose. Here, but they there, they all the knew thing. that that was that, what, that the fight, was supposed to like happen. Marco was supposed to be the one getting the push, right? Get developed, get, yeah. get that way to get the push and, and do all that stuff. And now I would say, and I also. When I say they brought him in to lose, it's not like Cody was like trying to give Marco an easy oh, win. It's no, just everybody believed in Marco, and I mean, oh, 100%. look how good he looked in his fight against Skyler Frazier. Oh, freaking, freaking amazing! And uh, you know, and they're just trying to find somebody, but they, you know, everybody. And here's the other thing: sitting next to Cody all night. Yes, he is like he does such a good job, and it's something that you and I, and I'm speaking for me, but I would assume you feel too. Is you get to know guys on both sides, it's it's hard to watch two people that you like fight, right? Yeah. And, and there was and a couple. He was so good. I, I I couldn't believe how happy he was for guys, like in the moment, like like Dustin Winters. He was like, dude, that guy is the. He gave yeah. all the props, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was professional about it. And as a promoter, it's more about putting on a good show and then just hey, let the best man win tonight. You yeah. know. You know, you know, Cody's super tight with Steve Sharp. You oh, know, yeah. he thinks the world of Lucas Montoya. Yeah. Let's put him in the cage and we'll just see. But like, it's all about props to both of them. Right. Yep. And like, and, and Cody showed me a lot of how to handle that and, and take care of that. And, and uh, I've always seen that with Steel Fist too. You know, like they'll bring in two guys and, you know, they both have good ties with Steel Fist and like, it, and, and that's one aspect of like, I'm going to learning to get better with it's yeah. Because when they say, when we were saying he brought him in to lose, it's not like he was rooting against him. And yeah. No. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I knew what you we, meant. We just that. thought, we just thought, I just want to be clear on that. Yeah. Probably but, better. To they just that. thought that they thought that, that that was a fight that Marco should win. Yeah. And Dustin was having none of it. He, he, yeah, he made a point. Good fight. Fight is a person. I can punch someone that I love. That's that's what makes it to me what makes it so special about this is seeing guys like Steve and Lucas going in there for the love of the sport, for the love of the competition. And then it's all gravy afterwards. They're friends. Yeah. It, they're good. They're I, cool. I, maybe it's just something I need to get better at. Because there's people that I, if there was like, I think for me personally, when it's two guys like that that I'm like, I, I like both these guys. I respect both these guys. I think they're both studs. When they when they're okay with it and it's just the sport for them, it's okay. It's I think I would have a hard time if I knew two guys and maybe there was a little animosity. Like or if something. I was fighting somebody else, like from 
that you trained with somewhere. Like, yeah, that'd like be, if Sierra had a guy that you were cool with, and then yeah, we, that'd and be then like we didn't like each other. That'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be like, oh shit, am I gonna do a podcast? Like my, you're my my brother. Like, yeah. All you got to do is just get me to fight a marine, and you'll be all over them. <laughs> <laughs> that was after that. That come. Yeah. <laughs> so dirty. Oh, Dutch, I love it. And then, and then we went on to the main event. Uh, which was over with pretty quick. Did you see Steve Siler's comment? He's like, I think he hits hard. <laughs> I freaking love Steve, man. He's, He's just such so a stud. nonchalant about He's it. He's just like, yeah. Here's I the mean, thing with Steve. You look at him, right? And you're yeah. like, you tell me that guy has 60 fights. He's only five months older than me. You're talking about that. It is crazy. Yeah. I used to watch him yeah, back in the day. I remember him. I'll never forget on The Ultimate Fighter when he was on there. Yeah. And he was literally the guy that he's like, like – There'd be somebody that nobody else wanted to fight. And he's like, why? Well, I'll fight him. Yeah. It's like, you're the most unassuming guy on the show. What do you do? He doing? is literally the most and, unassuming. And, and he's like, no, I'll fight. I don't care. Like, whatever. And he, and he believes in himself too, which is freaking awesome. I I think there's more fighters, me included, that should believe in themselves as much as Steve Siler believes in himself. Steve definitely believes in himself. And I, and, and I think it's one of his best traits that's probably gotten him as many opportunities as he has. And it's probably why so many people like to believe in him and, and get behind him too. He's been fighting since 2005. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Since we were that seniors is, in high school. Wow. He was still that, a senior in high school. That's my favorite is when he's like, yeah, I was still a senior in high school when I took my first fight. How do you not just walk around the school halls just punking people? Oh, it's like, so I fight very a unassuming. That's very Like if I saw that guy walking down the street, I'm like, this guy's not kicking anybody's butt. And then you look at Jason, you're like, oh, he looks like a meathead. Just, I'm not kicking anybody's butt. I'm just not. That's what I got you for. <laughs> you run your mouth so that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. My wife beats me up, bro. Um, Nobody believes that, Lucas. Uh, shout out to Zach Zane. He came in, did what he did what he needed to do. We almost tried to get him on the podcast. He ended, we ended up having some travel arrangements where he was, his flight got delayed. Anyways, uh, hopefully next time we'll get him on there. Got a nice double jab with an overhand. Yeah. I mean, is he not a savage or what, though? He is a savage. I mean, he's got this. He had this killer instinct, and you know he hits like a truck. Bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, he just did a bare knuckle. I think it was February he did that bare knuckle fight. So. Uh, also, they already said the. Um, oh, yeah. They announced the main event for January. Did he say the date for January yet? No. Talk about uh, so January fierce fighting will be back at the Maverick center. And if you guys weren't paying attention, they brought in Josh Berkman and Eric Whalen, uh, Eric Wallen, Whalen Wallen. I think it's Wallen. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, they will be the main event for the January card. Um, and yeah, Steve, you missed the show. You'll have to go back and watch it. We didn't give you any praise or anything. Um, Josh Berkman, Eric Wallen, January. I don't have the date yet. They're going to meet at a catch weight. I believe they they were negotiating in the cage. It's like a 193 catch weight. That'll be a super fun main event. And two legends of Utah MMA. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that one too. That's going to be another good card. So all in all, freaking amazing night. Fights were crazy. We had front row seats. What do you say? I, I got. I got a take. What's your take? I love the Warrior of God, Zach Zane, and everything. I thought you said JC wouldn't like that nickname. I didn't say the <laughs> name. I didn't say. I kind of have a problem. I don't know. God's like, warrior. So I'm God's warrior. God so that's great. That's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. Yeah. I'm. I'm active. Churchgoer, yeah, believe in believe believe in God, believe uh, in my, uh, you know, I'm I'm good. Christ is my savior. I'm I'm good. I'm all that. I even say a prayer every time before I walk into the cage, and I and I pray for my safety and my opponent's safety that we can both walk out of there as healthy as possible, right? But I don't believe that God cares who wins those MMA fights. Well, or I Jesus. Think, I don't think he cares about any sport of event, honestly. So, so I think it's great when people give their glory to God, and, and, and that's great. 
I don't know. It's a it's a weird platform. Oh, I have a hard time. Especially, with I have a very hard time with it. Especially in fighting, right? Like in football or whatever, you know, people use their, you know, like Steve Young. He's a prominent member of the, you know, the yeah. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. He made comments about just, you know, lots of stuff. He uses his platform for the good. A lot of people. A lot of people. Tim Tebow, yeah. incredible, using his platform to help, you know, raise money. Stuff like, but it. But in fighting, when we're trying to knock each other unconscious and stuff, I don't think God is helping anybody knock the other person unconscious. No. I just, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't love that. Not my favorite. Love Zach. Love the energy that he brings to the cage. He's, he he believe, he's all in believing in what he believes in. Have you seen? But I, wait, no. Time out. Have you seen the guy on TikTok, the Jesus Christ guy, the gangster guy? No, he's a little Mexican guy. Uh oh, Latin American Careful. guy. Whatever I, however I'm supposed to say it. Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. But he runs around and he yells, "Jesus Christ!" Then he like walks around, "Jesus Christ!" You've never seen that guy? No. Oh my! Our algorithms are a little. Oh different. man, you have got <laughs> you. Have, you guys, if you guys have TikTok, go read the Bible. Google the Jesus Christ guy or search the Jesus Christ guy. He's a little, but he's all in, dude. He's on the plane, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's and he cool. like does I'm all these dances. He's all in on it, man. I've, I've read I've read the Bible front to cover multiple times. I've been on a mission. I've, I've done the mission thing. I've 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 read the Book of Mormon multiple times. I've read the Bible multiple times. Nowhere in there did I I I, I just uh, no. Oh man. All right. Wait, we gotta get who what was your fight of the night? There's so many. Like my Favorite moment of the night? You're, you're going moment. You're changing the wording like, around. That's well, okay. Yeah, like, you can like, do it. Like my favorite, want. like from a personal standpoint, was Ken. Okay. I agree with that. I like Ken. You know, uh, my my favorite fight was what what me and you said should have been the main event, what we thought should have been the main event, was Lucas and Steve. That was my favorite. Fight of the night, Strill and Vigil. That's probably my fight of the night. Also... I, you can make a case literally for every one of these fights. Like, there's something no, great. It wasn't about, a boring one. It either, was a freak, either it was a great fight or a great performance. It, it, from top to bottom, it was one of the best cards we've been to in a long time. Like, it was, they were all competitive fights. There wasn't a fight where I'm like, damn, that guy shouldn't have proved. Well, that guy probably shouldn't have been in there with that guy. Like, they were all super competitive. Yeah. Man, that was so much fun. January, Josh Berkman versus Eric Walleen. We had an event at 193 pounds. We had the sound guy cracking up next to us all night. Well, the, here, here's my goal. <laughs> Coach Sharp. Here, here. Coach Sharp. Here's my uh yeah. Here, here's my goal. When yeah. people listen to us commentate, especially when it's me and you, yeah. Anybody, I want them to just feel like we're we're on the couch together watching the fights together. Exactly. I don't right? yeah. I'm not trying to I, I'm not trying to make anything other than this is just me and you just like watching the fights together, but we just got like if there was a camera at my house the last time you came and watched the fights for us and we were commentating Flex and Phoebe fighting on our that's what our commentary well, okay, it may have been a little crazier that day. Oh. But it was pretty freaking funny. Yeah. It's just it's it's great, man. It is great. So we got uh this weekend, I cannot wait to do the breakdown for Kobe and Usman. So we have no fights in the state of Utah in November this month. It's good because I'm going to be gone. You're going to be gone. But we have some people that are going to be going to be different that, like, we're going to have some different type of guys. We're going to have guys like Rob Eastman. Rob Eastman. Didn't you say we were trying to set up something with um... – Cole Faust is going to come into the studio and no, punch me. We were talking about, did we say it already? Who We were talking about having, um, oh, we're not going to record it live though with the judges and Scott. Is Scott going to come on too? Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to, yeah. Which Scott came up with a really good idea. Scott Bowler. Um, <laughs> I left, I didn't, sorry, babe. I left the house. I have my wife's car because my car needs a new thermostat. Door dash it. Charge it to Jason's car. It'll cost him eight bucks. Um, no, there, there's a 
there's going to be a really, really uh, good podcast that we're going to do with Scott Bowler and or one of the judges, and, and we're going to we're going to have a conversation about scoring. And we're actually going to watch a fight. We're going to watch my fight. We're going to watch your fight, and so, we're going to go over the scoring. So that's going to be that should be really interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we're going to go live for it. We might just end up posting that one, but. It's going to be. I'm okay with it going live. I think they. I think. I think Scott was just trying to like say we don't have to go live for it. Just to, more out of just letting me decide if we wanted to post it or not yeah. because they could be critical of me people on there or whatever. Yeah. But I'm. I'm. I'm pretty comfortable with people being critical of me because again, I think anybody that's critical of me, I think it'll come from a good place. You get people that experience fighters or whatever that can share their insights, and and that's important. Um, but the people that want to be critical that have never gotten a cage too. I'll also tell them to come just come to one hit and like come try it. So we got that coming up. We need us we need a, somebody to come in and fix our sound. Does anybody know how to fix our sound? Well this is actually a really good mic with a guest in here. Because uh, it picks up everything. Are we gonna have a Rogan and Shaw moment? <laughs> Ouch. You think I should be done, Dutch? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, wow. Ouch. That hurts. Jason, oh. I just heard Dutch tell Jason that Jason should tell me that I'm done fighting. That's what I heard there. That's hurtful. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised, Dutch. Oh, here's man. the here's the problem with me is I actually probably uh, I probably have more of the, the problem of not believing in myself enough. Really? Depending on who you talk to. I don't know. Depends on the day. Yeah. It's a tough sport, man. Dude, it's a tough sport. It's the best worst sport. Dutch called it. It's the he best worst it. sport. Um, Dutch, you're a jerk. Thanks. <laughs> Just ruined my day. And my Monday shot. Are we uh, out till Friday? Breakdown, UFC 268. Unless we can get somebody to come in studio. Yeah. This week. We don't have any fight or fighter interviews. Yeah, we don't have anything set up yet. We'll work on that. Otherwise, we'll see you guys Friday. And we'll get the official picks for that UFC 268. And I will make another Glover-like prediction. Ooh. Ooh. See you guys on Friday. We out. Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira.